0: Welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Rose. Grab a snack this time because we're talking all about nutrition. First, let's hear from Sac State Film Studies major, Itzin Alpizar.
1: Well, in school, I really didn't learn about nutrition. I didn't study in the United States. So in my country, we really didn't study about uh, nutrition or what kind of food to eat. That was... of expected from parents
0: and what does a healthy meal look like to you uh
1: lots of fruits (laughs) lots of veggies i'm very used to now home uh, home meals i like to prepare my meals now i didn't used to but i am trying to do it now with all the situation in the last year um so healthy meals for me is more like a, a meal that you can make yourself that you know specifically uh what are you using? And that is fresh, and the por- the portions are small.
0: What are some of your favorite meals?
1: I love rice. I I I love white rice, and so whatever I have with rice, I'm happy. I it could be just an avocado and rice. It could be a, a scrambled eggs and rice, <laughs> rice and beans. I'm very used to rice and. So, yeah, I love rice, uh, white rice. I, I like simple and um, bread, whatever has bread. Do you think your eating habits
0: changed when you started college?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because um, I come from the American River College. And in the American River College, uh, in that time, I was... um going to this campus and I was spending a lot of time on campus and there were not that many options and the options that were they were healthy in my opinion for me so it was very difficult to find a way to eat something between classes or having to bring a lot of food to campus carrying on or having to go and find somewhere to buy food so some days i wouldn't eat at all some days i would just do it with the water or i will eat chips and cookies or you no know, so i wouldn't eat like a real meal until the night <laughs> so it really changed my my ways of eating i turn less to fruits turn less to vegetables and turn more to chocolates and pastries and. Chips, lots of chips, <laughs> so um, yeah, it was not that good um, during that time and then I I as well didn't have that much money for food, so I would try to find um, something that will be satisfying that at the same time will not be too expensive all the time. So colors definitely affected um, because I was no with my family or my parents or anybody else to make meals. I was in charge.
0: Is there something that you often hear about nutrition, but you're not sure if it's true, like something that you hear maybe often, like a rule or anything?
1: Well, I know people say about counting calories uh, for me that is, not satisfying and I don't think that is um, healthy as well. I think it can get to um, create actually more anxiety to people. Uh, Counting calories is, is like another job and it's basically a job that you're set up to fail because you're not really enjoying your food and you're not enjoying what you're doing. Uh, what you're eating as well it's it's just distracting so um in my personal opinion i know that for some people has work some people are pro counting calories but i don't i don't really trust on that um right now during the time that we are living uh without the taking, we gotta take advantage that we are having classes online and that we are not having to spend time doing other things and try to focus more on uh, implementing habits that are going to help us out. And I think that uh, learning to cook was one of the best things that I was that I, I ever did. It's no that I want to cook fancy stuff. It's just that I want to cook what I like and what I enjoy and that I can trust that is clean, that is uh, perfectly cooked and that I can eat as much as I want or repeat it as much as I want. I don't have to go away and try to spend a lot of money or a lot of time finding that food. I know what I have and that I can create something that is going to satisfy me.
0: Now, let's hear from our first expert on the topic, Kelsey Lloyd.
2: I am a registered dietitian based out of Washington, D.C. Super passionate about living a healthy lifestyle and finding balance, um, as well as just overall wellness.
0: And my first question was, uh, what is the difference between a dietitian and a nutritionist?
2: That's an awesome question and one that I get often. So, to be a dietitian, you have to go through several steps to be accredited. So first you have to go through um, an undergraduate program. Some people do it in their master's program, but it's called earning your DPDs. And then after that, you have to do a dietetic internship, which is like a rigorous course where you're shadowing and learning and working in different settings. And then after that, you have to take an exam. Once you take your exam, you're a registered dietitian, and then you have to keep up on your educational credits every five years to maintain your status nutritionists don't have any accreditation standards. So literally anybody could call themselves a nutritionist and there's nothing there to
0: counter that. Um, so my first question is, what are some common misconceptions you often hear about nutrition? There's there's tons out
2: there. Um, I'd say one of the biggest misconceptions is that I think people get hyper-focused on particular individual foods or food groups and think that um, one food is going to solve all their problems or one food is causing all of their problems um, when really, you know, it's it's about a balance. And um, so that's one thing. Another thing is that um, I think this gets wrapped up in nutrition a lot, is the equivalent of, you know, making weight equal health. And that's also not always the case. Um, and nutrition often gets tied in that that parallel. But those two things are not... Um, overlapping you know you can be healthy at any weight and weight isn't an indicator of health status.
0: Often in school we're taught about like the food pyramid and that's kind of it. What are some <laughs> things you think should be taught in schools about nutrition and about like getting proper like healthy foods?
2: The nutrition pyramid's actually a little bit outdated so when we were younger and we were in elementary school we learned about the food pyramid but it's been updated now and a lot of what dietitians learn about and other health professionals is another concept called my plate. And so basically it's looking at your plate and thinking like about the sections and what you can add to your plate to make it a healthier balance um, and something that works for you. Uh, so it's really thinking about the food groups in relation to each other and not thinking, you know, you need a ton of something at the bottom and then you gradually move up. It's more so just kind of like what does your average plate look like? And one thing I guess you could say I wish that, you know, we got taught younger was just like, not to um, cut things out or demonize anything, but really think about, instead of what do you take away from your diet, what can you add to your diet instead?
0: And then college can be a very uh, transitional time for a lot of people, maybe a new living situation, busier schedule. So Mm -hmm. what are some tips or techniques or what are some healthy ways that students can make sure that they're getting a proper diet? right so i think
2: one thing about college is you know it's the first time you're on your own um and it's really hard to think about all of your coursework and then on top of that like how am i also feeding myself and nourishing myself and i'm on a budget so really if you kind of go back to that my plate concept and think a little bit more about like what do i need on my plate to make myself more satisfied so for me i typically recommend that people have um you know a protein a starch and a veggie At their meal. I think that simplifies it a lot. So if you can just think about those three things
0: and I also wanted to talk about diet trends, especially on social media, we see a lot of like detox teas and like influencers promoting a certain diet, like elimination diets and stuff like that. What are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on those sorts of trends right now?
2: Right. So when it comes to elimination diets, detoxes, things of that nature, I really don't think it's necessary. Um, Your body has a natural detoxification system. Um, You don't need special teas or drinks or there's nothing really unless you have an allergy or an intolerance that you need to cut out. Because oftentimes what I find is that people cut out those things and then after, you know, a week, two weeks, three weeks, you really, really crave that food. And then once you get around it, you have no self-control. I think everything is about balance, so.
0: And then for a lot of students and just people in general who are on lower income, what would be some good resources for them to get like accessibility to healthy foods? Because I think there's often an idea that healthy foods are more expensive.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think a lot of people are kind of scared of, you know, frozen and canned foods but those can oftentimes be like your best bet if you are on a budget. Um, and even if you can find things like local farmer's markets, a lot of the times farmer, farmer's markets have more affordable produce just because it's produ- produced um, a little bit more locally. So like you're not paying for something to be shipped to you across the country or across a border, but back to frozen foods and canned foods, they're shelf stable and they last you for quite a while. So don't be scared of those foods, particularly, you know, like canned beans or canned veggies. Just be sure that if you are buying them, try to get like a low-sodium version. Or if you can't find a low-sodium version, just rinse it off before you cook with it. But those can be really affordable and really healthy options.
0: What is something that you'd want students to like maybe look out for more when they're eating or something that you think they should be a little bit more aware of?
2: One thing is that a lot of companies are trying to use a lot of like we call them health halos, um, so when they're branding foods, you know, they'll highlight, like, one nutrient. Like, you see this all the time with protein, where it's like, this is a high-protein um, cereal, or this is a high-protein bar, or they try to market their food as though it's, like, the end-all be-all, like, this one food is going to make you so much healthier, but don't don't fall into those traps all the time. Um, I know it can be really hard to distinguish your foods, but, you know, don't feel guilty if you can't buy... <laughs> the extra high protein cereal. You might not need it. You know, I would just say like anybody who's out there and has like an interest in nutrition, like there is a ton of information out there, but you know, try not to feel too overwhelmed. And if something seems too good to be true, it probably is, but you know, just keep going and don't lose hope. It's nutrition is kind of like learning any skill or like any relationship. Like it's not gonna be perfect and linear, but over time you'll, you'll really like come to love your journey and really learn like what your body needs.
0: And then my last question for you is what was your own like nutrition journey or how did you get into nutrition and what is your sort of experience with food?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I have always, always, always loved food. Um, I grew up in my mom's kitchen and my grandmom's kitchen. When I was younger, I actually wanted to be a chef for a really long time. And then once I got to high school, I used to run competitively and I started noticing how when I ate differently, like I performed a little bit better. And I think that really just led me down the path of exploring nutrition and how to like fuel my body and how to nourish my body so that I'm really running like at an optimal level. And that's kind of been my, my gateway. And from there, I've just grown and learned so much and I have so many interests in so many different places, but nutrition's exciting because there are so many different areas to explore. In the field is always growing and expanding.
0: Continuing our nutrition journey, we'll now hear from Prabha Hanrath.
3: I'm a registered dietitian and nutritionist, so a foodie expert, you could say. It really all started when I was young for myself. I was actually adopted from India at a very young age and then grew up in Michigan when I was a year old and with that transition, um, it was really hard for me to transition into the standard American diet and I think I didn't have exposure to a lot of foods at a young age and so I did develop a lot of food sensitivities and so a lot of my early life and going into middle school it was really challenging because I was trying to diagnose these sensitivities and I had a lack of nutritional guidance because I lived in a very rural area Um, we didn't have a dietitian out there I was just working with my primary care physician who then actually um, referred me out to an ear, nose, and throat doctor who of course was not as well versed in nutrition for, for sensitivities and allergies. Um, so I felt at quite a loss and at a certain point in my life. I really lost interest in food and it really became a chore for myself and I didn't want other people to feel that same way. So. That is what prompted me to pursue dietetics. Um, So I went to Oregon State University in Corvallis, Oregon. I really fell in love with nutrition all over again. Um, It was really fun because I taught culinary classes to kids and just seeing their joy and passion and interest in food really refueled my joy. Um, And then following my graduating with my degree, I um, did my internship actually at Sac State, so stingers up. Um, so that was a year of working in all different populations. Um, it was working in hospitals, it was working in outpatient settings, uh, working in, in bariatrics or just counseling people, it was working in the community um, for lower income or diverse um, individuals working for WIC and I really enjoyed um, talking with people and sharing what I knew about nutrition, giving back. For students specifically,
0: what are some tips you would give to college students, you know, very busy lifestyle in making sure they get Proper nutrition.
3: Yeah, as a nutrition student back when I was in college, I was surprised that I honestly wasn't one of the healthiest students. But it probably wasn't until my junior or senior year where I really um, figured out what was working for me. And I'd say two of the things that that really helped was prioritizing balanced meals and utilizing satisfying snacks. So meal wise, I like to ensure that I was consuming protein, um, vegetables, and some sort of starch at every meal. And the best meals, whether it was in the dining hall or you're eating out or it's a dorm prepared food or you have a kitchen of your own and you prepared a meal, they contained mostly vegetables or fruit as the majority of the meal. And then I'd have like a handful of protein and I would try to get a whole grain starch in there. That could be like a whole grain pasta, maybe it's rice, Um, maybe it's like couscous or some quinoa, maybe it's potatoes um, or corn or peas, some sort of vegetable that's starchy. Um, And this ensured a fiber rich meal that's going to keep you full and fueled. And having that protein on board can help with keeping your brain powered, um, giving you those antioxidants as well.
0: Something I wanted to talk about was protein because you've mentioned it. Um, I'm someone who's primarily vegetarian slash plant-based. number One of the number one critiques or number one comments I often get is, oh, or like, how are you getting your protein? But there's protein in a lot of other food groups besides meat, right?
3: Yes, there are a lot of food sources for Protein. And I would say too, a lot of the American diet standardly, it is very high in protein and honestly most people are reaching their protein goal and are well above their protein goal. Um, and for vegetarians, I find they still have a lot of choices when it comes to protein. They can be choosing things like legumes, the tofu and soy products. There are so many different ways to add protein into your diet. And generally for most adults, we really only need about, um, I would say like 45 grams of protein or more. So most people, if they have a little bit of protein at each meal, they're easily gonna meet that goal.
0: I guess something I hear often in nutrition is like, you shouldn't skip breakfast or on the other hand I hear like you're supposed to have six small meals a day actually three meals a day is there any truth to that or does it really matter that's a really good question I would say it is important
3: to have a meal pattern that's consistent for yourself and it it really does depend on an individual some people find that they prefer to have bigger meals that are spread out throughout the day and part of that is that's how their appetite is driven and sometimes it's that's how their schedule is and that's what they can fit in for their lifestyle. Other times I see people who do better with satisfying their appetite every two to three hours, whether it's doing a meal and then a small snack, a meal and a small snack. Um, So it really, that's where I encourage people to sit down with a dietitian to plan out what works best for them and is more personalized for their needs. Um, but I would say that you want to make sure you're still, and however you're structuring it, that you're getting adequate intake. And generally, I would say breakfast is still a very smart decision, especially for college students because you are working long days you have long days where you really need that brain power Um, and if you're skipping meals here and there it's even harder to reach that adequate intake that you need to power you and fuel you throughout the day
0: something i've recently learned about is macronutrients Um, i was wondering if you could explain what macronutrients are i've also heard like count your macros and stuff like that
3: yeah so macronutrients are going to be your carbohydrate your protein and your fat and a lot of the the food tracking apps utilize this Um, it's a way to kind of look at how your food distribution is looking Um, these different macronutrients um, have different ways that they They fuel us. For example, carbohydrates are primarily a great fuel source. Um, Proteins are helping with muscle building. Um, Fats at the same time, um, they're helping with um, our nervous system. They're helping with, they have micronutrients on board. They're helping with um, stores in our bodies and creating vitamins and minerals. So they all have a place they all are needed in our diet um, so it's a it's a way to manage and see is your diet very varied is it balanced um, honestly I would say I'm not a huge fan of the macro counting I don't think it's something that everybody generally needs to do I would say how I said earlier just making sure you have a balanced intake of protein Um, getting a starch on board and vegetable intake is sufficient enough. Um, But if somebody is more interested in knowing um, how their distribution is, they're uh, they're totally welcome to, to track that information. But I do find that a lot of people who start getting into tracking some of that can run into some harmful behaviors where they get fixated on some of the numbers.
0: And then lastly, what are some good resources for students um, if they wanted to learn about nutrition and also resources um, if they wanted to learn about meals they can cook or maybe accessibility for lower income or those on a budget? That's a really great question.
3: I would say um, generally, if you're looking for nutrition advice, I really would follow influencers or um, Uh, other role models who are also dietitians. I do feel like dietitians have a really good sense of seeing the bigger picture and I would try to follow people who who are sharing the facts about nutrition, who share both sides of what's going on, um, rather than a very strict um, approach to things. Um, And then that way you can cultivate what your what fits your values what's working what's going to work for you Um, and when able i really would encourage you to reach out to a dietitian for one-on-one counseling too if you really are looking for um, something that's more personalized rather than buying some meal plan
0: thanks for listening to another episode of real talk with rose if you have a topic you'd like me to discuss please reach out to the state hornet and stay tuned next time for more.